0: Espero que nadie se se ofenda, pero hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de de este equipo.
1: Good evening, everyone watching or listening. <laughs> Welcome to episode seventy-one. Same situation, different feeling. Um, what that means is, last week we were one point from the top in the league and it felt like we were 10 points from top. Today, we are one point from the top of the league, and it feels like we're right there, and we have a chance. uh, A positive result can do for your uh, motivation and your confidence. Today, we have Bill and Kenny. We have Oscar, who is in Brazil, um, lost in Rio somewhere, eating sushi. Wow. I think he might be
0: negotiating JJ's return to. He might. That's what he said.
1: Flamengo. Can you guys hear me fine? Is my audio better? Still, it's it comes. It comes in and out. All right. Let me know. I can change something here. Um. So he might join us. He might not. Jay isn't feeling well, so he's not going to join us today. We got Bayern five, Benfica two. It was a week ago. Really, just want to kind of touch on a few points in that game. Um. Put it behind us. Bury it. Way in the back of that memory bank. um, And hopefully it it falls off the cliff of your memory bank sooner rather than later. So we don't have to remember it again. Um, Benfica 6, Braga 1. Very good result. I probably could have asked any Benfica fan prior to kickoff. And no one would have expected that result. Um, Many probably didn't expect the win, let alone that performance. So we'll talk about that. Um, We'll talk about the injuries that occurred. We'll talk about some uh rumors that circulated through the Portuguese press, which is common it seems these days. Um and we'll we'll see what you guys think of that. To kick things off, um I guess without being disrespectful to you guys, gentlemen, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good, 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 positive good. Positive Monday. Much better after uh yesterday's results. So yeah. yeah. yeah result. <laughs> lifts those spirits up. Uh, we will start with the Bayern game and again Really just want to touch on a couple points here. Uh, a game that, again, going into it, I think when the draw came out, I think we all agreed that it was a game that we basically wrote off. Um, Befica started with some changes. Flacco Dimos, Lucas Verissimo, Vertonghen, Morato in the back, uh, Gilberto, Jomari, Maite, Grimaldo, PZ, Everton, Yaramchuk. Um, he rested Weigel, Otamendi, and uh, Rafa because they were at risk of getting a yellow card and missing um, the game against Barcelona. And then uh, Everton came in for Darwin uh, on the left-hand side. Uh, A lot of people were upset at the changes because they felt we didn't have our strongest team, understandable. Um, And then uh, they were upset at uh, some of the performances on the field. Um, There was an opportunity that we could have taken the lead early in the game. There was an offsides call, some controversy there. Um, But at the end of the day, us losing isn't surprising to some it might be. And we talked about that yesterday on the Portuguese podcast, and, and I'll get your opinion here as well. And I think we touched on it before, but uh, Kenny, I'll start with you. And and again, that uh, we all know what the the story of the the game was, right? I think it's more just, were you surprised? I guess surprised we were all, I guess, to some extent about the three players that he left out. Um, but there was a lot of frustration, I think, from fans as it pertained to JJ's pre-match press conference basically like writing the game off like taking away the importance almost in a sense like taking the pressure off of the players as well right like we expect to lose this game but people were upset about the fact that he came out and had that um type of uh kind of point of view out in public right and people were like well we're Benfica, we can't have those types of, of discussions out in public like, whether you believe it or not is indifferent but you can't say it out, out loud what do you think about that
2: yeah, so I mean, what do I think about that? So it's almost like you know you can't win either way if if you're Jarzuz. I mean, you want him to be you know open about you know the the you want him to be realistic, but you also then then you kind of fault the guy for being transparent on what he really thinks and and vice versa. So I mean, I think we realistically we all have the impression that. The game with Byron was going to be—you kind of had to look at the long-term picture, and the Byron game isn't really—it it wasn't a winnable game, in my opinion. So, with all the changes made, I agreed with the changes. I mean, you gotta—you gotta protect the players from from getting yellows and missing the next game, which is even which is the one that's important, really. Um, so, I don't—I don't fault them for it, but I mean, if you're JJ at this point, like he, he's so. like polarizing that you're either with them or you're against them and there's no in between. So no matter what he does, there's always going to be criticism on one side or the other. Like with with the changes, right? I mean, the week before I think against the I think it was, Oh, why didn't he make the changes during that game? Like why, why, you know, why does he keep the, the same starting 11? Why doesn't he move it around? Well, in my opinion, I think this was a game to kind of move things around. It wasn't a winnable match. You protect players from potentially missing the next game against Barca. So this was fine. But now we're all like, Oh, he didn't put the best team forward. So again, it's it's lose lose for him. Um in regards to the game, I mean, it's pretty much what I expected. I mean, the first the uh the first go around we we fought with them for 70 minutes. This time we maybe made it what, 20, 30 minutes in before we get <laughs> <we did> the <laughs> gates open. But you know, to look at some of the positives, I mean we scored we scored two goals um whether it was garbage time or whatever i mean it's it's still you know they don't they don't get scored on very often so especially in munich so um i look at that as a positive but i mean i didn't go in with m- much expectation on this game was it demoralizing getting you know getting beat again what was it five or six 5-2 5-2 five two. Five two. yeah it's demoralizing um but i like how he responded you know, this weekend. That was, that was a big um sigh for me really is to see how they responded this week.
1: Yeah, I agree. And and you think about, right, like you said, he can't win damned if you do damned if you don't, if he goes into that game, right. And like, we're going to try to compete with them and try to get a result. And he plays those three and they get cards, right. And then they can't play in Barcelona. Then you're going to say, why did you play them? You're not going to beat exactly. Bayern Munich. Why wouldn't you rest them for Barcelona? Right. So it's like, if he doesn't, he gets criticized. If he doesn't do it, he gets criticized. So he's not going to win regardless. Right. Um, Bill, do you, do you agree with that? And then my question for you is, um, and, and I'll open it up to Kenny as well after the fact, and we may have touched on it briefly in our chat is mighty. Um, <laughs> I wrote about him in the, after the final whistle article, after the game, um, he was one of my negatives. Um, and Listen, you guys know me. I'm very optimistic. I always try to see the bright side. Maybe not in all things life, but when it comes to Benfica, I always try to see the positive side as much as I can. Um, I'm not very realistic when it comes to Benfica, unfortunately. My heart doesn't let me be. Um, But from the performances that we've seen from him, um and they haven't been many right and in fairness he hasn't had a decent run of of consistency in a strong 11 right when he's been featured it's been with a rotated squad for more often than not uh, which that may play into it um but from what i've seen like i haven't seen anything that stands out right he's a big physical guy right like which is a positive but he just for me he seems very slow on the ball he's slow on decision making um and then that fourth goal that we conceded uh, just absolutely put me over the edge. You know, Lucas Vadisman was busting his ass to get back, um, even though we're losing. He kind of like nonchalantly jogs back, finally gets to the edge of our box, looks over his shoulder, realizes that Lewandowski's coming down behind him and doesn't put himself in a good enough position to to cut that off. Right? It's not like he pressured the ball. It's not like he went to the defender. He was literally marking no one. And he knew that that guy was coming. All he has to do is stand in a position to intercept that pass if it happens. And he didn't. And Lewandowski walked right by him. And I don't know if you guys have seen anything different from him. And I, and I watched him closely in that game. And I, and I made a note here that the first tackle that he made in that game was in the 48th minute. And it was a joint tackle with Gilberto on the right side of the field. Basically, they both went for it, and I can't remember who the player was, but basically knocked the guy over, and then Maitea came away with the ball. He didn't make another tackle, right? Like, when you think about a player in his role, a number six, a big physical dude, I think about, like, Feja, Matič, Javi Garcia, guys that, like, they might not have been the best just distribution-wise, but they are just going to throw themselves around. They're going to stop play. They're going to destruct play and then get rid of it. He's a number six. He doesn't destruct play. He doesn't intercept balls. He doesn't, he's not good with his feet. Like I'm struggling to understand who the hell recommended him. So my question to you, Bill, is one, have you seen anything from him? Two, could we be in a position that we're seeing almost like a Weigel 2.0 in the sense of he struggled when he arrived and finally he grew into it? But I don't think that Weigel was this bad when he got here. But I'll open it up to you.
0: Yeah, and with with Weigel, because that was like my first initial reaction, right? Like, Vigel struggled when he got it, but we saw glimpses of what Vigel could do last year. With Mike, I haven't seen fucking anything.
1: But Vigel uh, also comes is, with a resume, right? Like, we right. knew what he was capable of. He was is, an
0: international Is he a, is he a uh, George Minns guy? Like, I'm, that's the only thing I can think <laughs> of. Like, <laughs> no. one hand's washing the other over no. here, George Mins fucking brought this guy in. No, nope. not that I know I, of, unless he was yeah, an intermediary. I, I, I don't I don't see – I haven't seen any glimpses or anything that kind of stands out to make you think, all right, well, once he's comfortable on the team and he gets a good run of games, there might be something there. I, I haven't seen it. And I, I that same play on the fourth goal, I, I think I called it out in our group chat. He saw nobody cuts in and is just waiting, waiting, waiting. And you knew what he wanted to do, and he gets back and just doesn't anticipate The ball that nobody's like waiting for and he just he's kind of stands there and caught in no man's land even when lemadowski got the ball like his half-assed effort to get back was that wasn't even effort. that was so lazy it was so bad um yeah i mean going into this game when i first saw the lineup i was i'll admit i was a little pissed right Mm -hmm. seeing all these changes i didn't think this was the game to be making these changes, but then seeing that the players that were left out were all in yellow card danger. I think it was, I I agree. I think it was the right call to, to not risk it. Right. Going in. I mean, you'd give Byron at home against most teams, like a 99% chance of winning. Right. So there, there was no need to risk those players when, you know, the games coming up against Barca and Dinamo are going to be the decisive ones, right? We win those games, we're through. This game, if we stole points, yeah, great. Odds are you're not going to steal points from Bayern at home, at, at Bayern. Like, that doesn't happen too often. Um, and again, even with our strong strongest squad, at I wouldn't own. have given us yeah. much of a chance to steal points at Bayern. So, um, but the only thing I didn't like, is his comments publicly saying like we knew this game what wasn't going to be like we went into essentially saying we went into it knowing we weren't going to win and we were looking for looking to the other games. Yeah, you can think that internally. I just don't like it being said publicly, right?
1: But I'm gonna hold on. I'll like, stop you there. I'm turn Epifica. it around. How many times over the years has probably in in version one of Jose Mourinho he People used to, uh, I guess, applaud him for taking the pressure off of his players, right? Could this have been JJ's way of taking the pressure off of his players, right? Like, I don't expect you guys to win this game. I'm going to make it public, and I'll take the shots if anyone's going to come out and criticize me for what I'm about to say. But you guys go out there and play with no pressure. Like, you can look at it both ways. I don't know if you guys see it the same way.
0: After the match...
1: No, he said in his press mat, in his pre match conference the day before before they left for Munich, yeah. basically saying like the deciding game. Like, I've been saying it for a while is going to be in Barcelona. That's what he basically was saying. This I isn't going to be the game just, that decides it.
0: I don't love seeing it said publicly, right? I think at at like
1: if it's a guys, different you manager, to, you probably no, have a different opinion. <laughs> no,
0: no, I I would hate for any 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 of the teams I support for my manager to come out and say that when we're looking to the other games we know this game is essentially a loss right you you have to go into even if like you're look you have to look ahead right and what I think what he did with sitting the players was the correct move i just wouldn't have said it publicly i would have liked for him to kind of have the stance that we we're, we're Fika, we have to go into each game with the plan to try to win the game and not essentially chalking this one up and we know we're not going to win it and we're Gonna rest players and we're looking forward to the other games already. Right? You take it one game at a time, you go into the game any anything can fucking happen, even though it's fucking ninety nine percent possibility you're gonna lose. True, you still got that one one percent, right? Like anything can fucking happen. I, I just didn't I didn't like him saying those comments publicly that like he went into the game knowing it was gonna be a loss, right? And I, I just it didn't sit well with me. Can I imagine a team like Benfica, I, I think you just have to portray the message that, like, especially outward, right? To the fans, like, we're going into every fucking match to win. Like, we're not, but that's not, we're not, we're not laying down and knowing we're going to lose and just lay down and, and take it and take the beating, right? You, I, you might lose this one, odds I, were you were going to lose. Though.
1: But, like, I understand it. And Kenny, I'll pass it back to you is, and you touched on a point that I wasn't going to bring up, but I, I guess I'll, I'll throw it in there now, right? Is, regardless of what the manager says i think right we're not professionals we've never been on the inside of it but regardless of what the the manager says you know what your responsibility is as a professional right whether if the coach comes out and says we have no fucking chance we're not going to win whatever the case may be right you as a professional know what your responsibility is like your responsibility isn't to the manager. Your responsibility is to the club, to the fans, right? So you know, right? And regardless of what he said, I don't believe, and I can't convince myself that the players went in like, well, you know, like he said that we're not going to win. So we'll just go out there and fuck around and whatever happens, happens, right? Like we, I thought we actually started the game pretty well, right? And again, we could have gone up. And then again, you just run out of that intensity and and you can't compete at that level. Um, But Bill touched on a point, Kenny, that I wanted to get your thought on here is we're Benfica. We need to go into every match to win. Right. And I, and I touched on it yesterday on the podcast with the Portuguese guys is I, I feel like us Benfica fans are stuck in this mindset of like Benfica of the 1960s, where we won two European championships, right. Where we were a very powerful team, Football was very different than it is today, right? I get that we're Sporting Luz Boba Benfica. I get that we are a massive club with history in Europe, in the world. Uh, but the name doesn't play anymore, right? Like if it came down to the name, right? And I'm just going to use a, an example here, right? Like the Dallas Cowboys, right? Biggest franchise in the United States. And I'm not trying to make a joke, but I'm just trying to make a comparison, right? If it came down to that, right? A team like the Cowboys would be crushing it every year. A team like the Lakers would be crushing it every... Like, those big names, right? But it gets to a point where that's not the reality of it today, right? And I get that we're Spartalizable of Benfica, and we should, as fans, want to win and expect to win and want the best, but I think there's a fine line there between what we want and what we want to see versus what's actual, actually realistically possible.
2: Right. I think... So... <laughs> And just just to start from the beginning, right? What I mean, JJ could be you could look at it in many different ways. I mean, he could probably be playing mind games with his own players, you know, chalking it up as a loss. As a player, you're still playing to win the game. I mean, you're you're highly motivated to prove him wrong. Who who's to say I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk this up and maybe maybe my players would be like, Oh yeah, let me show you. Let me show you that we can still do this. I mean, it, it, it all depends on how they took. How the players reacted to it, how and and at the end of the day, they have to go out and and do the work. But I don't know. I I agree with Bill that you want to hear that from your manager. But I agree with you, Mike. Like realistically, it doesn't bother me that he he made those comments. It shows to me you you got to look at it the long at the long term. You sacrifice and you put it put all your eggs into into the basket against Bayern away. Like you said, ninety nine percent chance you're going to lose. You, you still lose. Now you lose players due to the yellow card rule. Now you're even more fucked for the Barca game. Now you really put your whole campaign at risk. So I get it. Maybe, maybe he shouldn't have made the comments. But to me, I mean, I'm more of a – I consider myself more of a realistic guy. Like, it doesn't bother me because what he said is kind of true. Realistically, we didn't have a chance against Bayern. And I'd rather him be looking forward to the Barca game already, make the changes – maybe fire up your your players by saying, yeah, you know, we do not really stand a chance or how I didn't see the presser, but well, however he mentioned it, maybe light a fire under those players who haven't had much playing time. Right. They got to go in now and, and try to, you know, go toe to toe with one of the best teams in the world. And maybe, maybe we come up with a miraculous win and he, lo- and he'll, he looks like an idiot after for, for saying what he said, but it doesn't affect him. I don't think it, it matters. Um, I think, and I don't know, Mike, if you're going to touch on it. I think the, the commentary after the game, right, what was buzzing around the media with the yelling back and forth with the players and Jesus or whatever. I think that was more troubling to see, right? Um, I don't know if you want to touch on that. After. Yeah,
1: we'll we'll save that one for the next okay. topic here. I was going to jump into that. Um, before we, we close off on this game, I wanted to get your thoughts on um, how were you feeling about progression here, right? Barcelona is now in second place with six points. They blew a three-goal lead over the weekend um, against Celta de Vigo. They came back and tied it in the 95th minute. Um, Xavi Hernandez was announced and presented today as new Barcelona manager. Uh, So he will be there for our match against Barcelona at the Camp Nou. Um, They did have some injuries. I know Ansu Fati got hurt. I thought I read that he won't be available for the game with Benfica, which would be a positive. Um, How are you guys feeling in terms of progression, right? Ultimately, as we've been saying for a few weeks now, because of the result that happened in Dinamo, right, where we find ourselves needing a result here. Um, We expected that Dinamo would probably take points at some point from Barcelona. They didn't. Um, Although Barcelona didn't do much to to gain those points. um, We now find ourselves in a position where we can't lose. Uh, We can tie and then we have to beat Dinamo, which we have to anyways and hope that Bayern doesn't lay an egg and lose to Bayern, to Barcelona at home. Mm-hmm. Um, or we beat Barcelona and then we really just depend on ourselves. Um, Bill, I'll start with you. How are you feeling in terms of, of confidence for us progressing with the next two games? I mean,
0: I still have the same confidence I had before these two two Bayern games. I think we all knew going into it that the that second Barca game and the Dinamo game at home was going to be... What everything came down to, and I, I, I still think we can go to, to go to Camp No, and 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 take points. Um, I mean they they just laid an egg this weekend and had three injuries for some three key players too. Because I saw um, was it was a Gavi and Dembele both got hurt.
1: Well, Dembele, yeah, he's out for a while.
0: He's out for a while, again, out for a while, and then Anzulofati, like you said, his reports are he's going to be out for a bit too. So. Um, I think those are three key players, and we'll see what what the new manager can do. But I still think Benfica can can go to Barca and, and steal points, and then it all comes down to that game at home against Dinamo, which I think we all expect Benfica to, at home should be able to
1: to take three points from Dinamo. Kenny, you you share the same sentiment?
2: Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's you know. Pretty much a fifty-fifty. Um, i I'd, I'd feel better if we either stole points from Bayern or if Dinamo could have stolen a point um, or stolen a result from from Barca. But I'm gonna I'm gonna you know stand stand ground and and hope that you know we can show up again against Barca um, and it wasn't a fluke the first time around. Um, but like you said, I mean it's not. It's, you know, it's not like a tie. We're out of it. It's, we just can't lose. So we have two results in our favor and on our side that can still help us. um And so we got to, we just got to fucking, we got to do what we did to Braga. We got to come in and be efficient and and make our chances count. And I think that was one thing against Byron that we, you know, we missed out on where we didn't, we, we knew it was going to be far and few between um opportunity wise and we didn't take advantage of them and against Barca is going to be the same way but we got to we got to take advantage of them. So.
1: I Agree. Goal point here. We got on Benfica side Vlakhodim was number 1 with 7.0. Uh, Lewandowski for Bayern with an 8.4, he got a hat trick. Um next one up for Benfica would have been Morato with a 6.2. He scored a goal as well. Darwin had a 5.9. He scored as well. Vlaco. Um Yeah. So Kenny, who's your who was your man of the match? And it can be between both teams. You can give me one from each, whatever you want.
2: Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd say, you know, Lewandowski with the hat trick, uh, you know, they, I just think Byron in general, Byron as a team, I, I just think they're, they're efficient. And I mean, when, when they, when they get rolling, it is hard to stop, man. It's, they can, you know, from the, Left side, right side, middle—they can just—they can tear you up, and, and it just causes a lot of problems. So, I'll actually do no no man of the match. It's just Byron as a whole. They've—they are a well-oiled machine.
1: Fair, um, Bill.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with what Kenny said. I mean, once they I mean, we said it in the, fir- the for the first game, like once they get one, it's just like a like a snowball effect, right? Mm-hmm. They just put three or four behind, but past you before you you even realize you got hit. Um, I I think it would have been a lot worse if it wasn't for Vlacodimos. I think he made a few key saves to PK, um, which gave us hope going into the second half, and then that quickly went to shit. So,
1: um,
0: yeah, that that Bayern squad is, in my opinion, the the best team in in Europe right now.
1: Yeah, and I just wanted to call out one Kingsley Coleman in that first game, him and Sané caused all sorts of issues but in that game in munich that first goal he turns grimaldo inside out without even touching the ball he literally dropped his shoulder twice sent grimaldo for a bifana and came and crossed it at the end like he had no idea where the hell he was so i mean looking at the squad right you got starters on some of the best national teams in the world right you got Lewandowski, Sane, Kimic, Goretzka, Komen. Nabri doesn't necessarily start as much on Germany. You got Neuer. Pavar started at some point. I don't know if he's starting still for France. Uh, Davies, right? Like when you got guys like Muller, Sabitza, who can come off the bench, like they're just absolutely stacked. A different quality of player that we're used to in Portugal, let alone. Um, and I don't think that there's any team in Portugal that could compete it's- with.
2: And Mike, it's, it's how they attack, man. When they attack, they attack with so many numbers. Yep. It's, it's hard to defend. I mean, they just go all out and, yep. and even when they lose it up front, defensively, they're able to recover fast, maybe, yeah, fast but also like their, their defenders are, are, you know, they're quick to like, just clean it up. Yep. Right. And, and, and get everyone back. It's just the attacking is just suffocating, man. When they attack, they, they are brutal. The only
0: two they leave back are legit the two center backs, everyone else. Bomb oh, forward. I want to. Get
1: the I, wanna, I, I don't want to forget to mention this. I don't know if you guys noticed, but there was a play that we had that we cleared it up the field, and Peasy was on a breakaway at midfield. There was no one in front of him, and literally Sane and Davies come out of nowhere like a bat yeah. out of hell. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, we have a breakaway, and then I was like, oh fuck, it's Peasy. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I think he made it like five yards after midfield, and they both caught up to him. Like, imagine looking in your <laughs> rearview mirror and seeing them two coming after you. Crazy. I'll
2: say I'll I'll just mention this too. I think um, Yarm Chuck. It was like it's lately. It's kind of useless having him up top. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be able to hold the ball. I just it's like playing with and I that mean. was something
0: we praised him for in that Barca right. game, right? Like right, just holding up the ball, letting the the, the wingers get up. He's struggling to play. Well, and we he's... played
1: with we played with a different intensity in that game too. Yeah. right like he was such an, on an island by himself. Like the work that he had to put in against in Z- Nianzu and Upamakano, like it's it's more of a physical battle than anything else, right? Like you're just throwing your body around and Darwin came in and did more in 15 minutes than Yaramchuk did the whole game, but he comes in at a different stage of the game, right? Like it's Hard a different legs, intensity level, yeah. right? He comes in fresh. If Darwin had played from the start in that game, he probably would have had the same situation, but he was literally by himself. We didn't yeah. have Rafa, right? To get up the field quickly to help yeah. connect that. So, but I agree with you. I think that the last... Uh, the last time he scored was away to game at ice. Um, right so it's been it's been a few games. Um, he does work like an ass, but right, as we've talked about with Darwin in the past, right Goals are what make a striker right And if he's not putting goals in the back of the net, right there's gonna be questions asked and we paid uh, 17 million for seventy five percent of his transfer fee. So you know he also wasn't cheap, but I agree it's a good shot.
0: Does he play solo striker for Ukraine?
1: No, they Is play. In, even, they play in like a similar situation like crazy, but they also cross the ball more. Um, you know, set pieces—they're more, you know, worked on. So it's a different style of play, right? Like, how many times do you see Benfica cross the ball, right? Like, right, I mean, never. we did yesterday, but you don't see it many, many times that we go to the end line and cross the ball. So it's a different style of play. You see him; he's got to come out wide. He's going to drop in between lines. He's got to drop deep to inter interlink the the lines in the play, right? And if he's connecting the game in midfield who's showing up, you know, in the box to put the ball in the net, right? right? Like you're going to get to a point where you're you're in a physical battle with these two physical specimens, right? All over the field. And then you still got to find the energy to get into the box more often than not the few chances that you get there, right? Like it's going to completely shatter you. Yeah. Moving on. Um Benfica 6 Braga 1. Um again a result that none of us expected. Uh a result that started early with Darwin's cross to Grimaldo. We took the lead. Uh, Ricardo Warta ties it 10 minutes later. And then in a 10-minute span, um, Benfica completely just eviscerates Braga with three goals before the before the half. Um, I, I have no idea. Looks like pulled we Bayern. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. Looks
2: like we learned a little something from Bayern. <laughs> that's
1: that's what I wrote in the article after the final whistle was we basically did our best impersonation of Bayern Munich. Right. We knocked yeah. them out and we dragged them through the mud until they're, we put them in their uh, in their uh, in the cemetery. Uh, I, it, literally 10 minutes of just absolute domination and scored three goals. But we took our chances. Right. Like you said, Kenny, that's what we didn't do against Bayern at home. We didn't take our chances. Um, and, you know, hats off to Everton. Hopefully, the Everton that we were promised, and I use that term loosely, um, finally arrived in Lisbon. Um, he, he came by boat. Seriously. fucking rowing for a year and a this half. Is, this is the guy that Fuck. we were expecting. He showed very few glimpses last year, and, and what I mentioned in the article was the game against Sporting at home. I remember he kind of stood out and had a decent performance, but yesterday was by far his best performance and complete performance since he's been at Benfica. Two assists, two goals. Um, He just looked a different player, taking players on um, in the first or the second goal that he plays the ball to Grimaldo wide. Um, He took on two players in the midfield and beat them. And then he left that player for dead on the first goal that he scores, uh, right? Just cutting it back with the short fake and putting it back post. Um, But if we can get this Everton, like he adds so much value to the team, right? If we have a player of this caliber, right, in the 11 or being able to come off the bench, but. I'll start with you, Kenny. Uh, and the other thing was Paulo Bernardo, right? I don't know if you guys noticed, but I didn't notice a lack of quality or, or a downgrade in quality when he came on, right? He was very uh, precise. He, he didn't try to, you know, complicate things. His passes were very simple. He, you know, he worked pretty hard. And I think we could have a player here that might be the best alternative for João Mario than the likes of Tarapt.
2: What was... Uh, what was the time like? How? What was the score? He came when on. He came it was
1: one-one. Oh, it's still one-one. Yeah, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Hold on, I get it here. Um, I'm pretty sure it was one-one. He came on in the 23rd minute, yeah, and we didn't score till the 38th, so it's still one-one. Yeah. So he didn't come on when it was blown out, right? Like, right. There was still something at stake.
2: Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I I actually I barely noticed any difference. Like, I barely even noticed he was like that change was made or that he was on the field. So that's good. I mean, he didn't make m- mistakes that I noticed. So he, he, he played a clean game. So it is good. It's it's good to see. Hopefully he can, um, you know, like you said, be that uh, the backup for Joel Madu in the future or for, you know, when when something, you know, he has to be out. Um, so that is uh, promising. I mean, the game was, was I was not expecting it. I, I think I had p- predicted like a tight one nothing game. Um, you know, Oscar mentioned uh, beforehand that, this was a must-win, and I agree. I, I think this was a must-win. Um, there was a lot of noise in the media with the players and JJ. We had that side circus going on. So yeah, I don't. I don't think I consider it a, state, a statement game, um, even though you might look at it as one, um, because we're still in third place. I mean, we just kind of kept pace with everyone else. But it was a good response after the recent results. After the you know the 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 ass whooping we got from Bayern, so it was a great response um, against Braga, who's you know typically a team that we struggle against. Uh, so it was good to see. I, I all around, I mean, you know, from Darwin, you know, the whole front three really. I mean, uh, play playmaking together, one off each other, but also the individual plays with from rafa from you know everton everton yeah you know they made the passes there but everton still had to the quality to cut that back in tuck it underneath the goalie like it's it was really impressive to watch i'm still i still want to see more from everton I've, i've we've seen like you said we've seen the sparks but then he falls back i need to see the consistency with him but um yeah it was great i mean it was it was really fun fun freaking game to watch for sure
1: it was one of the very few times recently that we've not had to watch a game to the 90th minute and be stressed yeah. that a, a bounce the wrong way was going to make us lose points.
2: How was our efficiency? So six goals on, what, nine nine shots on target? I mean, dude, yeah. how, like, can we freaking – And when you
1: look at the first half, they have the first half stats here. We had six shots on target and four goals in the four. first half.
2: I mean, it's just crazy to see. Like, that's what kills us. That's yep. what, like, just – we got to – we. that's what we have to – you know we just have to be better at that and if if these three forwards you know if they can and i also like that the change with yarmchuk and, and putting darwin at, at in the middle there i think there's more pace there's more interchange like they can they can just swap they can just keep rotating around those 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 three and i think it's it's a much better um combination than having you know yarmchuk uh as punta de lanza uh the other the other thing i would say is you know, I, I remember last year around this time, right? We were having these poor results and I think we played Porto and we, we, re, I remember the podcast, like we were like all hyped about how good Benfica played against Porto, but we, it was still a tie, I think, or did it we, it was one, one. It was a tie. Right. And we were still like, yep. it's, it's fine. Like the, the performance out, the you know, outshined the actual result, like that we're, we're going to trend back up. Like, this it was like this is what we really wanted to see this is the type of response to the bad results and the the, you know the media circus this is the type of response that we want to see and last year was more like we were we were reaching for for stuff you know that's why i feel like this year is much different than last year much different than last year
1: yeah i agree bill what do you think
2: no i agree i I think
0: I just want to touch on something that Kenny mentioned, that it was, he didn't think it was a statement win. I, I 100% think it's a statement win, all right? We've – coming off of those Bayern schlockings, right, getting toasted by Bayern, everything in the media. Braga is I, – I, I mean, they've we've
1: they're, always
0: struggled against them, right? They're always a strong a strong team. They're fourth and in the league. Look,
1: they've only lost once, and it was against Spartan yeah, at home.
0: Yeah, they – so – Put in six past them, and it's, I think this is the first game that they've conceded more than two goals. Uh, they
1: had conceded more season. than they'd conceded more than one goal three times prior to this game, but again, they hadn't lost since August. Um, right. The only other loss they had was in the Europa League against Red Star Belgrade. But in the league, they only lost to Spartan. No,
2: to, to your to your point, I think I think maybe up to this point it was a statement game, but I, I think the Spartan game is going to be real, the, the one coming up is going to you know, be I, a game. I agree.
0: There, are, there, the, you always look at the Porto the Porto and Spartan games no matter what are going to be, those are where you kind of figure out if, if this team has what it takes to to win the league, right? But I think up until now and with what was had happened with the Byron games and getting smashed by Bayern, plus everything in the media saying that, you know, the players were, were falling out of favor with the manager and he was losing the locker room. I think this kind of, Put the nail in the coffin of all that stuff in the media last week, right? Um, I don't think the players react this way, going going up early, conceding, and then coming out and scoring five more. Like I if the manager sure. had lost the locker room, I don't see this type of performance. You see from,
1: a performance like we saw in Funchal with Benfica Maritimo last year. Yeah.
0: Where we well, sucked
1: completely and Bruno Lage got sacked. Exactly.
0: Sucked. So I, I think, I think that stuff in the media was all, who knows where it came from, if it was made up or whatnot. But it's stereotypical Portuguese media, right? Selling newspapers, Benfica sells, so it, it comes out. Um, but I I didn't expect this type of result. I don't think anyone did. Um, but I, it was a hell of a game. I'll take six one. Perfect timing, too, right? We have good result, international break. Get some I, I would guys. say it's
1: bad timing.
0: <laughs> I mean, with the injuries we had off the back of the game, I think it it's, it's it's a pretty good time to to let some of these guys rest up. João Mario got knocked up, um, was sent home from the national team, Rafa as well. Um, so it's not all positives. We lost Lucas Verismo for the year, um, but – as a whole, that this was a a very, a very good result. And, and one of those statement wins that,
2: that we needed.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Go ahead, Kenny.
2: Yeah. I I think you made a good point there too. When, you know, when we, uh, when Braga tied it up on one, I think we all, all four of us right on our chat was like, here we go again. You know, like we take the early lead. We concede, we're, you know, we were just like, it's going to happen again. And the way they turned it around I mean, it wasn't just like pulling one out at the end in the 90th minute. It was goal after goal after goal. Like, no, we're not, we're not going to to do this again. Like, we're gonna, we're gonna fight back, and we're gonna continue to fight back. Yeah, I think you know that that's a that's another another example of how this team has reacted different to adversity. I, I mean, Braga scoring, you know, to tie that up, it, it usually goes downhill after that. I mean, I, or I've gotten Especially used with to the pressure
1: that, that they've had.
2: Yeah, I've I've just gotten so used to that as of late. Like here, like we can't we can't hold a lead. We can't we can't put these teams away. Well, well we put this team away pretty freaking early. So. Before halftime. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was good to watch. And you know, Tiago mentioned he was at the stadium. What a game to to Steed. You know that was that must have been awesome. So
1: yeah, and to touch on the the media stuff. Um, so the rumor, and I'm sure everyone knows already, but was that otamendi and and jj had uh some sort of disagreement and otamendi had asked to leave it was basically either him or or jj and then he would leave in january and then there was also some information that lucas verisim was also one of them and then it was the whole squad was fed up with his his way of doing things and his tone um jj addressed it in his press conference prior to the match um before he was even questioned about it which i thought was good um but we talked about it in our chat um and and I'll open it up to either of you, whoever wants to go first. But today, I don't know if you saw it, but well, let me take a step back. After the game, Otamendi went to the flash interview, um, and he came out and said, "It's false. It's not true." Blah blah blah. Um, I told you guys, and we all, I think, agreed that it's it's a rumor that's easy to basically call bullshit on, right? Like, if there was that issue, Otamendi doesn't start. Otamendi is not the captain in that game, right? If there is an issue with the whole team, when Braga ties that game, we fall apart, right? We pack it in and we find a way to not win that game, right? It's an easy one to basically say, you're full of shit, it's not true, here you go, right? So I think the response was, in one way, silenced the media, silenced the critics. But then today, they come out with another rumor, which is that JJ now is uh, in a fight with Rui Pedro Braz, um, and that he had a conversation with Rui Costa about it and that Rui Pedro Braz and, and JJ had a, a, heated discussion about it. And JJ told Rui that, you know, this, the journalists didn't make this up out of the air, that someone planted it there. And that, um, Rui Pedro Braz told JJ that it was planted there by Luis Lucvieda. In the meat like there's just like this whole fucking soap opera and yeah
2: they should make a telenovela and
1: jj said after the game right like he mentioned it again in the flash um and he said right like if 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 they want to keep making stories up and we keep getting results like this like next week they can start a new one and sure enough today there's a new one in the press <laughs> so uh, but what i wanted to get to is does this are things like this right like when we talked about it on our whatsapp group today i feel like in portugal Right. We, we talk about how we're a top five, a top six. We go back and forth uh, league in, in Europe based on the rankings. Um, I don't think we're a top five, even if statistically we're there. I think we're a long shot from a top five. Um, but I, I feel like in Portugal, we play. there's a lot more football played outside of the four lines than there are inside the four lines. This is one example of many. Um, but do you think this things like this like tarnish the image of what our football can be? Uh, or should be right like you don't see shit like this in the EPL right like maybe not some of the other countries because we don't follow it as closely right but like you don't hear the presidents of the owners coming out and having discussions and bickering back and forth and all this controversy like at what point does this basically put a, a threshold on where the hell this league can go I, I think it puts a massive uh cloud over us that as I've been saying with the MLS here I think that it, it won't ever get to the point that people would like for it to get to just because there's so many other competing sports, whatever, right? I think in Portugal, our league will never be one of the best, partly because we're a small country and we don't have as much funding there, right? But because of all this shit that happens outside of the field that has nothing to do with the game, that completely just it, it creates this negative environment around the, the sport. I don't know if you guys see it that way, and and I'll open it up to whoever wants to jump in.
2: so I mean I don't I haven't I don't I don't know I haven't put much thought into it I think it it is kind of ridiculous to that these stories come up I mean I think you do see it somewhat to an extent in every league I just we just don't follow it as closely so it doesn't doesn't hit close but um I mean was there something there I mean the images I mean I remember when you know in the part where um
1: Shoemaker thirteenth minute. I wrote it down during the game. Yeah, J- Gilberto, Gilberto was Gilberto. yelling at him. Yeah, and Lucas Verismo did and too. And Lucas
2: Verrismu, I remember the Lucas Verismo one. But those are
1: things that happened during the game, right? Like, exactly. What support do you not exactly. see that?
2: These guys are under pressure. They're trying to focus in, on the tactics, the game, and you got Jesus like you know because yeah. he made a bad clearance. He's you know chewing down his throw, and so the player you know the players kind of reacted. I think it ha- that that's just so normal. Um, but then these newspapers want to jump on it and make it something that it really wasn't. And then, of course, they're gonna they're gonna defend their integrity and say, "Oh well, we didn't just make it up; it, it was planted in, inside your your guys." And, and it's gonna be back and forth, back and forth. You know, I think, I think um, the media is at fault just as much as as the team is, right? I think if if Jar, I mean, if Jesus, just, if we just ignored it, well, it wouldn't be that big of a deal, right? They they could make up these stories, whatever, and you would never you would never you know really you just made it, you just kind of put it in the, in the rearview mirror and just never reacted to it. Maybe they would go away. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of agree. I think it is, uh, you know, something that, you know, maybe, you know, investors or you know, people might look at our league and say, yeah, there's just too much drama between the media and the teams. And there's, there's all this off the field stuff. Like that's just, you know, too much for us. But I think I do think that I would I would imagine that it, it goes on in, in many other leagues. Um we just I just don't follow it as, as closely. So you yeah, I agree. That?
0: And I feel like we've grown up with it. So at this point it's just like we see this stuff and we're like numb to it. Like, yep, all right, another another one. Like and we say it all the time, Befica sells, right? Like the newspapers the they're there to online get clicks and then sell newspapers, so they're gonna they're gonna write the headlines that that are gonna get the most clicks and sell the most newspapers. And in Portugal, it's Benfica, so they're, they're gonna any kind of kernel that they get, they're gonna run with it and weave their own narrative around it and story and just go with it. Essentially, it's
1: so annoying. Tiago says here in the comments: mexicana, a dividida, não fazia um jogo tão ligado à corrente, e os visados não tinham jogado. I agree, hundred percent. Agree. Especially exactly. JJ. He's a guy that's all about his ego. Dude, right? We like, saw it
0: last, we you saw call last him year. We saw it last year. What was the whole Gilberto thing last? Uh, not Gilberto, um, Gabriel. Oh, yeah. Right? He came off, you guys against? Standard he Liège? came off. You call? Yep. And then there were all those little rumors. No, yeah, no, 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 this, no. And that uh, was it. Yep. Gone. We never saw the guy again. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Especially a guy like JJ. Very all about his ego. Right? You're not going to question me. Right. If there was an issue, there's absolutely no chance that whoever it was would have set foot on that field. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, so hey, I'll take it. If if they want to keep creating these soap operas, you know, I'll be here for episode three next time around as well. Um, there was rumors also that Everton got fined this week because he took part in a podcast associated to Grammy fans um, without authorization from the club. Which, for those of you who don't know, um, most of the Benfica staff and first team players, at least um, for them to be able to do interviews and things of that nature, they have to get approval from the club, which I can understand. Um, so, Hey, if he got fined and it lit a fire he under his ass, him. let's find him every week. Right? Hey, yeah. Everton, you can come on our <laughs> podcast, bro. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, looking at the, uh, I guess, before we go into the ratings, right? Lucas Verissimo got hurt. Uh, injury looked nasty. Um, he's done for the season. Um, we had Joe Mario come off for Paulo Bernardo. Uh, Mario, uh, looked more of a, according to the bulletin clinico, Um, it was more of like an impact injury on his hip. Um, so I think more bruising, more soreness than anything else. So I don't think it's too concerning. Um, he was relieved from the national team. Um, That's good. Rafa had kind of muscle fatigue, muscle strain. He was relieved from the national team. Um, and Darwin had tendonitis in his knee. Um, which is basically chronic pain. It's the knee that he had surgery on at the beginning of the season. And it's not the first time he's had surgery on that knee. So um, he was also released from the national team. So positives are that they're not going to the national team and they get uh, almost rest. two weeks to rest. Um, but thinking back on the, on the Lucas, what play, which to start that play drives me nuts, not only because he got hurt, be- but because it comes from a throw in a long throw in over the top, puts yeah, this guy right on a breakaway.
0: Over his, over his head. Like, he was so out of position on that throw-in.
1: <sighs> Show me yeah. Um So, Lucas Verissimo is out. Um, Morato steps in, right? He's he's an adequate replacement because he's been playing for a little while now. But after Morato, we have Francisco Ferro, um, <laughs> who hasn't seen the field very often. Uh, I guess, how are you guys feeling, right? And people have talked about Tiago Arauju from the B team. We've talked about it before, right? The jump from the B team to the A team is very different. It's a different weight. It's a different pressure. Is he ready for it? He might be. I don't know, right? You don't know until he's there, but I don't believe that we're going to ride that chance. Um, do we see the opportunity to go buy someone in, the, in January? And I already saw rumors again today of Ruben Smith. Um, how are you guys feeling about this injury yeah, and, and what we have?
0: Dude, I I said it. I forget how. It was a few months ago when he got like, involved in more like cop like stuff where like he got arrested again or something. And I'm, I don't want that guy anywhere near the team. Like I don't want to buy him and then like stuff off of that trial come and he has to go away. And, um, I I do think we need to go get a center back in in, in January and knowing JJ, it's, I think it's going to be like a veteran guy that you can bring in and, like slot right in right away and don't have to worry about like him adapting to the league or whatnot. I I don't think we may buy someone young, but I don't think it's a it's a move that would be the only move, right? I think he brings in a center a veteran center back that we can we can um we can slide in right away and not he might not start every game, right? He might rotate with with uh Vertang and Otamendi and in Morato but I think it's someone that can come in and fill that void right away
1: yeah I agree and before I pass it to Kenny Tiago asked the question here as well right Jay says Smith can't stay out of jail I'm all set Um, (laughs) right so we got Tiago on the B team we got Andre Almeida that's capable of playing that role as well he was he was slotted to play that role last year until he got hurt um is this an opportunity for JJ to maybe step away from the three backs and go to a two back given that between now and January he has limited options right and that Almeida's is in and out of the squad with injuries um so there's a there's a few different variables here but Kenny, what are your thoughts
2: yeah no I I mean last last week when we or two weeks ago when we did the the um you know the depth analysis right I thought defensively I think I ranked our defense uh, the poorest with depth and just because we play with three center backs, and we don't have that much, you know, to back them up. And so here we go, right? Verismo's now gone for the entire season. We play with a three-back system, so there's really um, Murato. I, I feel very confident with Murato filling in. But then you have Otomene and Murtagan who are older. Um, they now got to play the full season, right? If you're if you're going to give them rest, then ferro has got to play. I don't trust. I wouldn't play Almeida at center back. I already think he's kind of struggling on the wing. I think you know the legs are getting heavier for him. He's not um he's just i don't think he's he, i think he's just getting older and and not as you know not playing as well um yeah if jj i think if jj gets what he wants he's gonna go get some you know another brazilian um <laughs> but i wouldn't i mean I'll, i'm willing to give the, the kids a shot i don't watch the b team i don't know how Raju's playing i don't know you know his build and you know if, he, if he'll slot in we know what ferro has offered in the past we want to you know I think he's going to be the first man up, right? He's going to be given the first ch- opportunity. Um, can he turn it around? I hope so. I mean, you know.
0: I'm, I'm not so sure of that Kenny. I just I went. Well, back he would be at the Trofense game, right? Tassel Portugal game, right? He is on the bench and doesn't play. Yeah, but he's minute.
2: he's on he's on the squad. He, I mean, he's he's on I the just, squad, and is on the B team, right? He's he's the he's the next man up technically on the team. So if, he if they didn't have any faith in him, I don't think he would be on the team. They would have shipped him off. I just didn't. think
1: they can't get rid of him though. That that is exactly what I was <laughs> going to say. I they think might, put him on loan it, might be, it might be one of now those situations they where, they, where right? they he went have, to like, he went to Valencia and didn't really. I think he played a few games and didn't play yeah. right. So I think, I, I think that,
0: it was. But, I think it was one of those things where they maybe want. He was also injured during during the preseason. Yeah. So I think it was one of those things where they might maybe wanted to get rid of him, and he was injured and. What he did at Valencia, or what he didn't do at Valencia last year, um, kind of hampered their ability to to offload him and get him. I'm convinced that somewhere.
1: if he, if Benfica had brought in another center back, he would have been shipped. I think he didn't get shipped because we didn't get another center back. Yeah,
2: yeah, but who who are you gonna? I mean, unless you unless you you know pick someone out of the Portuguese league, or Jesus goes to Brazil and gets another Brazilian. I mean, I don't think they're going to go sign some big center back, and I think you got to get younger on the on the position. So I think you're going to go with youth.
0: I, I think, I think in January, knowing Jesus, it's not. In what I would do, it's not youth. I in January, if you need someone to come in just to because you lost to Vadisimo right now,
2: you go get an experienced guy that can fill in right away. I think you only do that if you're in cha- if you make it in Champions League.
1: Yeah, I think that makes a big that's going to make a big difference, right? Yeah. If we if we progress to the next phase, I think we're in a position where we go get a more experienced center back, right? Someone that could be here long term. If we don't, I wouldn't be surprised if we potentially take our chances on youth, but even then I'd be surprised. I would be I would probably be willing to bet that we go find an option, but probably an option for a loan until the end of the season or something, just to hold us over. That's the way I would think that they would do it. But who the mm-hmm. hell knows with with what they're thinking. Um, what if we drop to Europa League? That's true, too. I didn't even think of that, right? Like, even if we Nickel finish Spain. in third.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I, th- I still – like, I don't think you need to – I don't think you need to spend, like, shit ton of money to get a veteran. Like, I'm sure there's veteran guys out there that
1: – I mean, it looks like, at least would cost the $6 million. Right. Right. But, I think it's just a matter of it, finding it in the right place. Exactly.
2: I wouldn't mind getting someone out of the Portuguese league, though. I mean, it's just not Jesus' way.
1: Can you think of someone, though? Off the
2: I, of I, I mean, not at the top of my head, right? I, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I don't Like, I don't know if, you know, anyone on Braga.
1: Like, it, be... Remember last year, and I, I wanted to say, um, Tiago says here, yeah, I that. also saw... I just, um, no Central do Palmeiras. I can't remember his name, but I saw that as well today. Um, I just
0: can't see Uju going to get a seventeen-year-old in January. No. Why? When you need,
1: exactly when you I'll need. Get like Uju if you need a 17
0: Right when you need a backfill for Vardy Right. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I just don't see that.
1: Um, I wanted to mention right. You you say go get someone in the in the Portuguese league. Um, and I I believe we talked about it last year, and I think Oscar did. Um. The guy that went to Porto. Yeah. Uh, well, just I can't think of his uh, name. Fabio Cardoso. Yeah. Right. Benfica fan. Santa through Clara. and through from Santa Clara. Went yep. to Porto. Right. He was a standout player at Santa Clara. Went to Porto. He doesn't fucking play. Right. Like. And and he's getting minutes. He's not even playing over Mbimba. He's not playing over Pep. Which fine. Marcano's coming back from injury. Marcano starts before Fabio Cardoso. Right. Like I think that was a, an acquisition that Porto made basically to stop him from coming to Benfica. Because he literally does not play. So but when I try to think of like, are there center backs in the Portuguese league that are good? Of course. Are there center backs in the Portuguese league that I that for me off the top of my head stand out? I can't think of one that comes off top of my head.
2: I just I just feel like they'd be more adapted to finish off the league, right? You don't you don't come you don't bring a player from outside who now you you know I know people. You know you don't want to think about it, right? But there is an adapt. You know you got to adapt the player to the Portuguese league, and you're you're in the middle of a title run. You don't you don't really have much time for for a few bad games for someone to to get adapted to it, right? You want someone that can step right in, and someone that's been playing the league all year can step right in. But but you're right. I mean that's not something that we typically do. When's the last time we we took a, a center back from the Portuguese league? I mean, Jardel. Right? Jardel. Yep.
1: That might be the one that I can think of the most. We got him from Olianis. I can't think of another one.
2: No, I think for the most part, they're usually either a youth player or from outside.
1: Yeah, I mean, if anyone in the chat can think of anyone else, was the one that comes to mind, but I can't think of another one that we went and got from the Portuguese League. At least someone that we got and played. was uh, right. the only one that comes to mind. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think that the where we're at in Champions League or... Um in the Europa League, I think will be a big (laughs) big factor. Jason Steven Vitadia, I guess, yeah. Did he he play? He didn't play much. He played a few games. Um so I think Champions League Europa League is gonna be a big uh uh I guess weight on what we do. I also think where we at where we're at in the league as well, right? Like we have still a month and a half between now and the transfer window opening. Um so I think there's going to be oh, Ricardo Rocha we got him from Braga. Um good shot Gary. Um but that that was older that might be further back than Jardel. So yeah. So I think oh, Jardel yeah. might be yeah, the you're most all recent. way
2: back there, yeah. Yeah,
1: Jardel I think might be the most recent that I could think of, but I wouldn't have I didn't remember Ricardo Rocha. Tiago also mentions it. Um so Yeah, we'll see. Month and a half, a lot to be played between now and then. Um and There's something
2: to- for the, there's something for the papers to uh to put there oh. They're two cents in, yeah. Like rumor, Fernando
1: Meira, that's a good shot. Jay, he was one of my favorite players. I love that guy at Benfica.
2: Yeah, that's going way back. Yeah. That's when we had no money and we were From just Guimarães,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, we got Pas next in the Tassa Portugal. We go to Barcelona, we go to Bolinense or Besant. Um, we play Sporting at home. Uh, we got Dinamo Kiev at home, family come away, uh, Kuvulia in the League Cup, um, that we have to win. Um, we play at home to Maritimo. We play Porto after Christmas, and then we play Paso Ferreira at home, um, after the new year. So, you know, between now and then, or now and January 1st, right, we play Porto, we play Sporting, uh, one home, one away. We go to Famalicão. We got two big Champions League matches. We got a knockout game in the Tasa de Portugal and essentially a knockout game in the Tasa de Liga. So there's...
2: Dude, it's a stretch of like decisive games, like play yeah. games, you know? Yep
1: yeah by january you'll know exactly yeah we'll either you're in from. it all or you're you're out of some right and, and I if think we're that's in it all
0: way. do you do you think i could see 100 percent we're everything big. i could see we spend big and get like a yeah. legit because you get center back
1: you get a significant amount of money to progress into the next phase of yeah. the champions league right and like even if you're in the champions league and you're doing well in the league right like that player even though you spend big is going to help you in the future right and the hopes are that you make champions league next year right so then you get some of that investment back as well so but yeah but the thing is right like like you guys mentioned who's out there also like someone that you can put your finger on and say like this guy could help us significantly right now right and would be available at a a decent price right normally in january those prices are a bit inflated um because of the timing right right? yeah teams don't want to lose those players and the players that you
0: can if, if you find, I mean, I would have to look, but someone like running out of contract, right? That's when you, in those type of circumstances, if they got six months left, that's when you can get them at a bargain price.
1: Yeah. Jay mentions the uh, old I'm looking now and he is, he's Porto's. No, no, he's Family counts Family count he went to Porto. He went to Family count for free. And then he was loaned from Family Count to Valladolid. Um, and it says here that his impréstimo ended. Um, so I'm sure even though he's Family Count's player, I'm sure Porto still owns him some way. Garay's hung up the boots, bro. Garay, <laughs> yeah. He's uh, he's talking about Garay. <laughs> his knee his knee is probably in worse condition than Lucas Verissimo's is right now after that surgery. <laughs> um closing it off here, uh who would you guys say is your man of the match for yesterday? Bill, I'll start with you.
0: I think this what you have up right now kinda hits it on the head. I, I, I don't I don't
1: see how you can't say Everton, right? We've <laughs> oh, waited. God. Oscar says JJ will adapt PZ to a center back role. Bro, he doesn't have <laughs> intensity to pressure in the midfield. You think he's gonna play center back, Taj Go get another kid it, dude. Seriously. <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. Oscar, start scouting down there, dude. Yeah, yeah. Go do something. Be who center back. Yeah, go find a CB. Big, strong, good with his feet, and report back. Go ahead, Bill. <laughs>
0: I, I think I think Everton's performance yesterday is he's a justified man of the match. Um, two goals, two assists. Uh, I think even outside of just those goals and the assist, he, he the performance he put in um, was. I mean, you touched on it at the beginning was exactly what everyone expected from him um, like a year and a half ago. So took a while, but we finally got one of those performances from him, and hopefully it's a sign of what, what's to come for the rest of the year. Hopefully he can keep it going.
1: Kenny?
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I've, I've kind of been hard on him, right? I think a lot of people have. Um, so it was good to see uh, him shine again um i hope it continues like i said i it's i want to see more i want to see the consistency right i know he can play i know that that you know he's he's got class right but i need to see the consistency cuz if he can't put it together game after game then he's useless i mean you just you can't you can't pick and choose when you want to play you got to put in these efforts um especially during these games so it was good to see that it wasn't either like against uh you know a, a, you know a trofins or uh Bottom of the barrel team, uh, bottom of the table team, like it was against Braga. It was a good showing. So um, like I said, I hope it continues. I hope the top three stay the same. I, I think I think at the at this point, like the pace and, and creativity with the three up top here is I think can be a, a game changer moving forward. Um, I me personally, I think Yaram kind of rides the bench for a little bit kind of like, you know, Everton and Darwin did last year for a little bit. I think Yarmchuk has to kind of ride it out right now, and we got to play the hot hand. And uh, these three kind of, you know, hopefully they can make some more magic moving forward, especially during the next stretch of of games. It's going to be very important.
1: When you look at these front three, I, I would be interested to see how far back we have to go to see a front three as efficient as they were in this game. Five assists and five goals in this game between the front three.
0: Yeah. Not even efficient. Can you can you remember the last time all of typically it would be two strikers, but can you remember the last time where all our strikers scored? Yeah. Like I I'm just I I off the top of my head, I can't think of the last time where all of our strike all of our strikers scored.
1: Oh, here comes, <laughs> Debbie, here comes Downer. Debbie Downer. Yeah. 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 yeah, guys, it's one game, Oscar says. I know he's yelling at his phone right now while he's watching us. Yeah. It's okay, 100%. Oscar. <laughs> Uh, yes, I know we understand. Uh, you know what? Games. I'm
2: going to call him out on this, right? We, on our chat. Oh yeah, I forgot Befique to mention Befique, that. Let's hear it. Bayfik, Bayfik, I think had scored four goals at one point. Yep. And Oscar didn't say one good thing about the team. You know, the only thing that he comes up and says, I think, I think, he's off. I think yeah. it was the last goal. He goes, he, "Oh, I think he might be offsides." Yep. I'm like, dude, you can't even say you haven't yep. said one goddamn thing, and we would scored four goals, and the first thing you say is you think he's offsides. Yep. God damn it! Like I don't know how how to how to like. Like he I just said, don't know that how to get this guy back on our side. You can't.
1: the, the no. only way to get him back on our side JJ, is with JJ, 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 JJ Lee. JJ's, JJ's gone. One hundred percent. He, the root of his frustrations and his realism is you know a guy with white hair. I JJ's, JJ's
0: going to win the league. JJ's going to win the league, and Oscar's going to going to complain about something. The fact that we only won the league by two points instead of ten. <laughs> like he'll get, find like, something to complain that. about.
2: I need to yeah, find something, but I have a conspiracy. I think Oscar was the one that planted the story. I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. I I'm telling was... you, I think he's the one plant, planting the story with Ricard and, and Bala and all the, all those, those media
1: pundits. I, wouldn't, I would not I wouldn't be surprised, I'll be honest. And I mean, in, he could be in Portugal. He's saying he's in Brazil. He could, the kid could be in Portugal right now. He could I, be. Who knows with him? And he said when Bernardo came in for Pizzi, he was like, Bernardo's coming in over PZ. And I was like, yeah, that's oh, his natural yeah. position. And he was like, Oh, I don't even know. Is that where he plays? Yeah. <laughs> he was just mad that PC was coming in.
0: I actually wanted to touch on that. So I thought the kid came in well. He he didn't like try to do more than he needed to, right? He came in, played simple. And I think as a young kid, that is probably the best thing he could have done. Right? Instead of coming in and trying to like play out of his mind and, and try to prove everyone wrong. I think the way he came in and just kept it simple and, and, and played like the easy so pass they? and didn't try to kill it. Were those some for Cibillinha?
1: Yeah. I want <laughs> to try to find this. Um, he had, uh, Paulo Bernardo had 88% uh, pass completion, um, which I thought was good. Um, you know, again, we didn't notice the lack of quality, which is positive. Yeah. And, uh, oh, the other thing that I wanted to say was, right. People criticized JJ for not, trying the youth, not playing the youth, right? In that situation, he had the option to play PZ over Paulo Bernardo, right? And a a PZ that's played in that midfield, whether he did it well or not is indifferent, right? But if he really was against playing the youth, he would have said, fuck you, I'm going to put PZ in, right? And then it would have gone to shit. Who knows? Maybe it would have been good, right? But that would have been his opportunity to be like, no, I don't trust the youth. I'm going to go with the experience. And he didn't. It might have been because he realized Oscar planted the seed of the story and he was basically trying to give Oscar a big F you and was like, no, I'm not gonna put PZ in just to piss you off. That that might have been the case. I'm I remember the that.
2: the commentator at the end too when we made those final subs. I think the guy the commentator said that era o benfica mais português do ano or something. Yep.
1: Yeah. I think we I mean I finished. know those
2: live subs were just to wrap it up, but
1: um let me see. We finished the game with Gonzalo in, we finished the game with Pizzi. uh PZ with Paulo Bernardo. Um I think that was it, right? Um hold on, let me see. So we had so I guess oh, I R- Rafa, Rafa.
2: Oh, okay.
1: And yeah. Diogo. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Diogo, yeah. yeah.
1: So we had Rafa, um Paulo Bernardo PZ. He's not Portuguese dude. Who? Oscar saying Morato. Oh, idiot. Yeah, Morato's not <laughs> Portuguese, dude. Yes. Although let's
0: hey, let's try to convert them to Portuguese and yeah, because I think we could use a center like <laughs> that on the solo zone
1: All right. So I guess there, there isn't many, but no, but we had quite a few, five or six, yeah. um, which has been more than what we've seen in the past. Um, to finish things off here, um, a segment that I've wanted to do for a while and we haven't had a chance to, but I want to see if we can start doing it quickly, which is an outside the lines, which is outside of Benfica. Um, <laughs> And it's more just a video clip that I came across and I thought was interesting. And, and I'm not going to lie. It reminded me a little bit of Kenny in California. Boy. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I'm going to play it for you guys. And I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. I'll let it play out. Guy gets a red card. The goalie gets a red card. And as you can see here, he's complaining. I, I think he's convinced that he didn't do anything wrong. But when you guys see this play out, um, he might end well, up in jail for attempted well, murder. Is I have no idea. I can't read it, but I'm assuming like hold on. Can you see this guy's hair? I gotta go back to that. <laughs> look at this guy's hair. What, <laughs> what the hell is that? Look at that.
0: Is it, is it bald in the middle or is it tight? Yeah,
1: it's shaved in the middle. Like he went to the haircut and they ran out of electricity and stopped cutting <laughs> his hair. But uh yeah, let me see this. Uh, look at this play. Through ball. Here comes the goalie,
0: dude. That's oh. a Bruno Walsh tackle.
1: straight cleat to the dome.
0: <laughs> Holy crap! He <laughs> gets all fall.
1: Legit murdered him, and then he was complaining with the referee. I don't know. That oh might be
0: that might be cleaner than Kenny's tackle in California,
1: dude. He literally almost killed this guy. Nice. Oh my god.
2: that, that is GG's.
1: Oh, nice. and our buddy, Sergio, who's joined the podcast before said, favorite part is the keeper arguing with the referee. <laughs> so wow. I thought that was a, uh, an interesting one that I had to bring. Ref, he in.
0: ran into my foot.
1: So anyone that's watching and joining us, if there's any videos and odd plays or goals or fouls that you see throughout the week, shoot us a, a message on Facebook or Twitter, on Instagram, um, or email. We'll continue. If you said gmail.com, um, I want this to be a, a regular segment at the end just to lighten the mood and, and to have a laugh. So send us anything that you come across and, and we'll we'll put it up. I found this one today and I was like, there's no way that I can't show Thank this. You and your brother's saying that guy used to play for Mifika. That player who got hit used to play for Manfica. Who is it? I mean, he's dead now, but I'd be interested <laughs> <to know. laughs> I'd be interested to know who he is. Jay said 100% Kenny in California. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I literally thought of Kenny when yeah. I saw the play.
2: Pull the clip, pull the clip. I know I know Biggie has it. I'll have
1: to go find it for our next podcast. We gotta go through the archive. We're gonna have to go, go through the archive. The kid.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll have to pull it up. Um to wrap things up. We uh our next game is at home against Masfreda on uh, November nineteenth. Uh the next Friday. Joe Miguel said, I'll find it. He was a Brazilian, I believe. All right. Um Also, don't forget that our women's team um, plays on Wednesday at home at the Benfica campus against Taken for the uh, UEFA Champions League or UEFA Women's Champions League uh, match day three. In third place with one point, uh, Bayern plays Lyon. Lyon's got six, Bayern's got four, so a big game for them. Um, so look out for that. Hopefully we can get three points. Uh, Hawkins in last place with zero points. So be an opportunity. This is basically our Dinamo Kiev on the men's side, right? A team that we need to turn it around and get six points out of, and hopefully get a result against, of um, Bayern or Lyon. Bayern away, Lyon at home. The men's volleyball also plays in the Czech Republic um, against Karlovarsko. Uh, they lost their home game three to two in sets. Um, Last week, I believe, and they're there on Wednesday. So, hopefully, good luck to them, and they can uh, pull it off. Um, other than that, don't forget to check us out on Facebook. We're we're very close to hitting the eighteen thousand mark. Miguel says, "Hamdo el Huni." Never, never uh, heard of, never heard of that no, guy. Come he come definitely way, didn't play for Benfica. I need, I need facts here. There's no, no chance. No. Benfica B, maybe. Yeah, Benfica from Asia, maybe. There's no chance he played. Played for us in two thousand sixteen and eighteen. There's no chance. I've never heard he of this did. guy. What? But no, zero appearances. Hamdo, he was on loan uh, to shops.
0: He went on loan to shops that year. Or, yeah, from 2016 to 2018. Benfica owned him and he was on loan to shops He made wow. 24 appearances and one goal for Schaub's.
1: See, Kenny, you talk about buying players from the Portuguese league. He came from Santa Clara. There yeah. you go. He played for Ritore <laughs> Stubo and Santa Clara before. Damn. Uh, that, I Hoodie. think that one
2: that one's got like funny money.
1: Oh 100%. hundred uh, percent. Um so don't forget to check us out on Facebook. We're very, very close to the eighteen thousand followers mark. Um, I think we're off by about a hundred, so if you like this, share it. <laughs> Jay says rest in peace, Woonie. <laughs> uh if you like it, share it. Uh subscribe to our Facebook our YouTube channel. Um, all the other platforms. And then don't forget to check out us on um, our website, www.ycobinthebigheast.com. We got articles and Portuguese in English, pre-match, post-match um, opinions. We got it all. So thank you, everyone, who was in the chat. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. It was an interesting discussion, as always. Um, thank, you, thank you. We'll be back. Subscribe and like. Subscribe and like. Yeah, subscribe and like. We're almost there. And and, and let's get a little force up to go okay? We're close. We got yeah, the, we're close. We got two games coming up. Um, oh, we'll we'll, we'll be back after the possibility game um whether it's before or after the Barcelona game we'll figure it out based on scheduling but it most likely will be before um just so we can do a pre-match and then see what we're looking at um so we'll, we'll chat with you guys in a week and a half so you get a break from us uh, but we'll be back soon boys as always a pleasure everyone in the chat everyone watching listening thank you and we will see you guys uh in a week and a half cheers Thanks,